get up How are you doing? Yeah, it's been a while. It has, and we've got Jim back. Jim back. Jim, how was your time in Kirkcaldy? Last time the podcast listeners know you were living in Kirkcaldy after getting stuck there. That's right. Yeah. Um, well, I've just I just got back today. I walked back. Um, I went. I walked the wrong way. Oh shit! Ended up in a, a rural Scottish town where I befriended <laughs> a, a, an old sage. Trail. Trail. <laughs> um, I was in Trail for a bit uh, um, helping out this I didn't know this. you guys are that close yeah 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 um, don't know what, I don't know what that meant was that a joke was that <laughs> yes but now I can't remember the train of thought that I had there but the, the old sage called Crail you were in him there it was that was what it was alright yeah 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 well I met this old sage in um, Crail no in Kirkcaldy no in Crail <laughs> after I left Kirkcaldy and um I helped him with his, his business. Uh, he's not a sponsor, though. He died. But, um, Before yes, or after I'm, you were in him? Uh, during him. <laughs> so that was... I spent a, night, a couple of nights in the, in inter- in the in the interrogation room at Crail. They only went one. And um, they gave me a good working over. It was quite magnificent. It's changed me. Um, I've come back. I walked back to Edinburgh. A new man. And I'm not sure what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and you abandoned your family in Kirkcaldy to do this. Yeah, but my new family that I made. Yeah, over in the last couple while you weeks. were there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I killed a, an old sage. Oh, Creel and Creel. Creel, sorry, not Kirkcaldy. I didn't say it. Anyway, <laughs> what are we up to today then? <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Man? Who the fuck even cares? Do we uh, do we have a sponsor? Well, whose episode is it? Liam's. Oh, doing my sponsor. Well, my episode today. Yeah, we're doing the uh, we're doing your talk about. By the way, we're doing a talk about today. Talk been a while. About. Been a while talk, since we've done a talk. It's a talk about with a specific first part. Yeah, and, and then, then filler because we don't know if we're gonna get. 45 minutes out of it. <laughs> I, I reckon the first I reckon this could be a two-part and I'm actually feeling it. So sponsor today. We're actually sponsored by the charity set up in the name of Crail. Are we? Yeah. What's it called? Uh <laughs> Crail's family sponsor kit. <laughs> it's which... worse than it usually is. <laughs> Crail's family sponsor kit. <laughs> Why is it? It's, it's, it's the Crailway children. The, the Crailway children, yeah. So basically, they send out a sponsor kit so that you can sponsor the Crail family. <laughs> the Crailway children. We'll fix it in editing. That's a great. <laughs> um, and yeah, basically, their aim is obviously their mad sage dad died in an incident. And the family have got to feed themselves, but the, but the sage went out and he, he did all the, the harvesting and all the picking all the berries. Uh, and now they're going hungry because they. Because oh, the only food? They never got oh, no, taught. They, they need more food. Yeah. So now, for only five ninety nine, you can sponsor the Crayloy kids with the Crail, the Crail family sponsor kit. <laughs> What's in the sponsor kit, Liam? Basically, it's just it's just a bag of berries. <laughs> <laughs> you pay five ninety nine, and someone goes out with a bag of berries to the kids and lets them eat. Well, if that's not a worthwhile cause, yeah, 
who says we're all about the money here at Tunaboo? We do charity cases from <laughs> mad sages called Crail and Crail who were murdered by Jim when he might possibly have been in them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, was in, I was in that sage when he died. <laughs> Let's get that straight. Uh, if you uh, would like, you can like and subscribe to the podcast. You really, really don't have to. <laughs> we understand. <laughs> this is the one that we'll make it on. To. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god! It's been a long time since that happened. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. It's Tuna Bit, or on <laughs> Instagram. Real tuna underscore boot at real under uh, tuna underscore boot. Never uh, been said correctly. <laughs> <laughs> we got yeah. Find us, find us. Tell your friends about it if you think that this opening is one of the best things you've ever heard. Then tell your friends to listen to this episode if you think that they should skip it. Fair enough. <laughs> find an R one. Um, <laughs> Find that good one we did. <laughs> that good one. <laughs> if, if, if anyone remembers what that's called, write in to Mr. Was it? Mr. Tunaboot at gmail.com. That is a legit email address if you have any questions, concerns. <laughs> if you've been check. affected by any, <laughs> any of the issues raised in this podcast, <laughs> do give us an email. <laughs> but comment on I don't know. Comment on it as well, saying at real underscore, uh, at real tuna underscore boot, I was affected by the issues. Yeah. And we will send you a t-shirt. Yes. Cool. To help you not be affected by the issues. All right, so... Now, just... a, 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 an iHeart Creole t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I just I like... I've had so much mentions. <laughs> At this point, I'd just like to say that, that I, I'm not chipping in for that. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I'll do it. Take a t-shirt I own and write I love Creole on it. <laughs> what are you doing? Buy him one. Mugs game. <laughs> anyway, you had an interesting idea for us to discuss. Yeah, so we're going to start off today by trying to improve everyday household objects. Woo! Woo! The idea that I had earlier, and it was earlier today, about five hours ago. No, nine hours ago. No, seven. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> So the idea that I started this off was a teaspoon that levelled itself off, kind of like a window wiper thing, which improves it so that you don't need to shake it and you don't get too little, too like too much. It's just a perfect teaspoon. Like that thing you get, is there a word for it, that thing you get, you know, when, on, you, the, sorry, <laughs> when someone's over poured a pint and you have that. Yeah, the, the foam knife. Is that a foam knife? Yep. Brilliant. If it isn't, it should be. Yeah, it's <laughs> a long like knife where you go, you know, it's it's mainly in Europe, but we've I've had them here. As soon as I got them here when I worked in a bar, I was like, Whoa, I'm using this on everything. <laughs> it doesn't even matter if it's got a head or not. <laughs> even if you poured it perfectly, it's still got it. Every time with Guinness, whatever it was. There's one bubble <laughs> over the top yeah. of the glass. Mojitos. <laughs> Cider. It was lovely. Yeah, anything. They're fun to use. You feel like a, you feel like a barber. It's good fun. <laughs> Yeah, so like a foam knife for a teaspoon. That's that's the kind of thing. We're <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a genuinely good idea because like I've got the obviously the, the measuring spoons. <laughs> the ones that have all the different 
measurements in them. And even them, like, they are better than just your standard teaspoon. But even mm. they, when you sugar them, sometimes you're losing a bit. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I, think that's, I think that's a good idea. And you want to, if you want to follow the recipe to, to, the, to the number, then yeah. you got that. It's about baking. It's, a, it's prevalent in baking because yeah. you need that. You need a teaspoon of baking powder. You have a teaspoon and a wee heap on top. Fucked. Yeah. Taste of baking powder. Yeah. Don't want that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Want a taste of cake. That, that's it. Teaspoon foam knives. Uh, that's great. Your problems are solved. Patent pending. <laughs> <laughs> Our sponsor next week will be the teaspoon <laughs> foam knives. <laughs> so what um what other household items? Right. So what can we kick off with today? So the one of the ones that I came up with earlier is Liam says as he looks around the room. <laughs> Curtain rails. How do you improve a curtain rail? Wi-Fi? Bluetooth. <laughs> Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Nah, we're wanting we're, we're serious answers okay. only here, John. Right, this is a serious podcast. Well, there's a way to improve your curtain rail, <laughs> which is to make sure it doesn't fucking fall off <laughs> or, or just try and attack you every time you touch the curtain. That would be a good one. But no, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm struggling to improve on the curtain rail. It basically does what it's supposed exactly. to. Exactly. It needs to be an... A, an addition to it to make it slightly better like yeah. well we've got electronic ones you know that you yeah. can put on and they do that or uh, maybe if you had one that oh, I don't know I think if you had one that could detect and, mm, that was like almost AI curtain rails mm-hmm. and like if you were watching telly and a bit of glare was hitting your telly it would close just the perfect amount See now that's on to something there. So yeah. like, it's not just your electronic ones. It's got a bit of it's got a bit of tech that as soon as there's a bit of glare, it would whoosh in. You know when you now even bit, perhaps even sorry to interrupt you there. No, no, perhaps please. even better than that because that's you actually. I didn't think we were gonna get a lot out of that, but I'm genuinely excited <laughs> about this because, like, when you're watching something or you know playing something on on, on the telly, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> You'll get like as the sun passes, it'll. Hit a different yeah. part, and then you'll like half close the curtain, and you'll maybe put it over, and you'll half close the other yeah, one. Yeah. Like if if no one's in, I'll just fully close them. I don't mind sitting on a sunny day with the curtain shut. In fact, I love it. Mm-hmm. Right, but some people think it's oh you, but I'm still doing the same thing. They just happen to have the curtain shut. What's the problem? Anyway, but if you had <laughs> like a blind system, you know, like uh, what they call Venetian blind sort of things, yeah. mm-hmm. where it would detect when the sun's moving, and it would move with it. Yep. That'd so, be cool. Yeah. Even even that's even like if you have that sort of Venetian blind instead of a curtain and like you just get the little the triggers on each little bit of wood so mm. that some would turn down. So you'd still get a bit of daylight in. So it's not mm. like you're sitting in a darkness palace. Yeah. And <laughs> as the sun moved, little bits would open and little bits would close to have that perfect glare detection. I don't mean Venetian, I mean vertical. Oh, you're meaning the vertical ones. Yeah, because yeah, I think that would work better because it's never mm. up and down, really, unless you've got a house that has, like, the sunrise yeah. straight out the window. It'd be, like, a vertical blind that would move along mm-hmm. with it. But glare detection, I think, is what we're going for. Is the yes. best way to improve on the curtain. Yeah. Tuna Boot rocks it again. Uh, yeah, I think that's actually them. a solid, solid suggestion. If there. you'd like to pay us again, uh, Mr. Tuna at com. Again, patent pending. Well, it's public domain now, so anyone can use it. That's not copyright. Copyright tuna boot, 2021. Yeah. Is that it? Is that it done now? Yeah, 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 yeah that's well, it. Well, what is copyrighted? You need to say what it is, because you can't just say copyright. Everything. 
with all if of it. If you shout copyright, it's therefore copyright. If if we haven't copyrighted Crailway Children at this point, then we should. <laughs> so, Tian. <laughs> yeah, next. Go for it. Cool. Brilliant. So, we are geniuses. Mm. <laughs> Nuts. Nuts and bolts. Next for up. All of your bolts. <laughs> next up is the freezer drawer. Oh, no. Now you're. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, what would I can of fuck there? <laughs> <laughs> I think the only way to improve it is just get a, a huge free, just get so many freezers that you'll never have to worry. Because honestly, the amount of fucking what's that game? The amount of fucking Tetris you have to play to get shit in the mm. fucking freezer sometimes is ridiculous. <laughs> I think for I mean I don't know, but do you guys have the freezer drawers that have like the wee squares in it? So it's like not it's like yeah. a basket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change that to a drawer first off. Yeah, so that <laughs> shit doesn't fall through it. Never understood that. No, and what I'd do as well is I'd get little like almost shaving blade, uh, foam knives on it. <laughs> I, the foam knife again coming to the rescue. So if your freezer is getting a bit over, I was going to say over spicy. I mean, like over icy. <laughs> we, we, we can deal with spikes, yeah. spicy fridges, freezer but, then. Keeps it at a level so that you're never gonna have that. See that that's that's as, my biggest issue with yeah, freezer yeah. drawer is trying to jam it back in when it's too frosty. Yeah. yeah, so you need that sort of it. Just like there's still that level of ice, and you don't need to defrost per se. And you will event. You always are gonna need to, but that just sort of it shaves away a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's got. And that. if it could have something that made sure that the height, like you have like a, perhaps even a laser or some sort of detecting thing, so when you put stuff in. And maybe the light turns a different colour when you've stacked it so high that it won't shut. Yeah. Because there's, like, for some reason you can't read it fucking... <laughs> you just can't read it. You think, right, well, that's going to shut, isn't it? And you try and close it and it doesn't. Same with the fridge door. Like, you put all your stuff in it and it just doesn't close. Like, well, what? how how can that possibly not be shut? <laughs> mm. You need these lasers over the front and in, in, in each individual drawer. Speaking of lasers as well, if you add a very, very small heat, like, precision tool to the foam blades that's cutting that you can melt the ice a little bit as well mm. and get the, the, the blades just to cut off the excess like an active only when it's getting a bit too much yeah. when you'd need to defrost instead of defrosting a small laser that gets a little bit but mm. the food's protected yeah because yeah. it's not a basket it's a <laughs> fucking drawer with parasites yeah. on the side <laughs> so that that keeps it cool but you also have to think about the runoff of water there because that might just pitch onto the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a basket underneath it. But not a basket, a drawer. An a, a excess water drawer at the bottom. And so when that becomes ice, you take it out and make it, use ice, make it into ice cubes. Yeah, so it's like a homemade ice machine. It'll, it'll be a block. It'll be an ice cube block mm-hmm. in the bottom. But then, there's lasers on that drawer to cut into cubes. <laughs> Fuck my cunt. That's all. Oh, lasers and foam blades. Hello, freezers. <laughs> Nuts away. Hello. Nuts. Nuts. I'll nux you too. You better go. But when we say nux, we mean a fist bump. And sorry for the squeaky chair. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think we've fixed freezer drawers. Yeah. I mean, is, any, is anyone here like really buzzing? Oh, like, oh my god we just did it we did it I'm going to go and build a freezer drawer with lasers and foam blades <laughs> the laser fo- foam no <laughs> the laser foam blade freezer <laughs> so next up dustpan and brush ooh I think hmm, well hmm. 
Right. I've got it. I've got it already. Right. Shit. So, you know, when you go, when you were younger, and you go to, like, I remember getting these at Edinburgh Zoo, and you get, like, those grabby things. They're like a shark head that you can yeah. open and close the yeah. mouth. One of them. So you've got a bigger, you've got a bigger handle mm -hmm. on your brush, first of all, because leaning down on the floor, mm -hmm. you know, we're all, we're all going to get to the point where that's going to be not an option anymore. Yeah. And you've got this wee handle that as soon as you squish it down, the, the dustpan mm -hmm. flies in. So you've swept, sweep, sweep, sweep. You've got everything in a pile. Sit with the brush on one side, close the clasp, dustpan comes in and gets everything. That's good. Although you probably want that the other way, where it's the dustpan and the brush sweeps in. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's the ideal. Anyway. No, I've got it. A Hoover. <laughs> See, now you say this, but a Hoover's not prevalent in every situation. No. You need, you need, uh, you need Hoover's like a, a, a big job thing, isn't it? Yeah. But mm. you, you need just a. I know they have many Hoovers, but do they have many Hoovers that will do a dustpan's job? Yes. Well, one of them then. <laughs> <laughs> or move. <laughs> just move house whenever there's any sort of mess just move yeah I think I think that shark the sort of yeah, shark no. head system is the best way because as well the worst thing about a dustpan and brush mm -hmm. is I always put mine away clasped together but people don't sometimes and I've worked in places that they don't and you've got sh 10 dustpans and they brushes <laughs> what's that all about you know like you need <laughs> you need your dustpan and your brush together so this system mm -hmm. Stop, I feel like I'm pitching it now. <laughs> get, get far too behind this because it's more affordable than making AI curtains or freezers with lasers. <laughs> yeah, this is the first viable one. Yeah, just a clasp in it and some sellotape that will be fine. Big stick sellotape and a clasp and we've got it. You'd be on something with the, the, the sellotape because like, if you had something that would... Like, say the brush, the bristles, you had some sort of sticky surface that came out behind it and it would stick to it and then you just tear it off and put it in the That bit. is like uh, the lint rollers yeah. you get for your clothes as like the back bit of the brush. Yeah. So that you could like, there's a wee button that you can go choo 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 and it would come down choo choo choo. If it doesn't make that noise I'm not interested. <laughs> it will. I'm using train technology. <laughs> and then you squeeze and you get that excess bit that never goes up. Yeah. That's I, perfect. And also like sometimes like Dust particles will blow up in the air and stuff. You had to, if you could somehow bring them in, I don't know. But yeah, some sort of sticky thing yeah, that comes think, in the back. Yeah, of it. yeah. Oh, we we. I mean, <laughs> is there anything we can't improve? Uh, I'll give you a little bit of a harder one this time. The Hoover. No. <laughs> Shells for ghosts. Tonight. Sorry, back in <laughs> Second podcast that's been brought up on. So. <laughs> know, sorry. The extension cord. Uh, make it wireless. How do you get power going wireless? It's not my problem. <laughs> I'm like Steve Jobs, I'm the idea man. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a warehouse full of smart people working out. I'm just fucking wearing turtlenecks and not giving a fuck. Make what? it wireless. When you say an extension cord, or I mean in the big reels or just like your wee white ones with a... Go the wee white ones. The wee white ones with the four packs on it? Two to four plugs on it. Yeah. Because they've, they've done quite a lot with them. Now you can switch on and off ones individually. You yeah. can do all that shit. That's so fucking pain in the arse, by the way. Every time I stay at Oliver's, I plug my phone in at night. And then I wake up in the morning and I've not turned on the individual plug. No, I'm not used to that. I'm not rich. I don't have <laughs> plugs on my plug. 
You know what I mean? Like, I've just got one plug. Like, I'm a sane person. My, my parents don't listen to this. You have these plugs, so it's okay. I apologise, Dad and Chow, if you do listen to this. Yeah, I apologise if you listen to this as well. <laughs> How do you improve on the classic plug system? Well, it, it kind of does... It does what is meant to, that's the thing. Um, okay, well, perhaps... Well, but the issue I have... Well, one of the issues is, you know, kind of availability of where it sits and it's, it's awkward and there's obviously loads of wires and stuff. I don't know, maybe if you had... I don't know where I'm going with this. I've got it. All right, Google's got it. Right, so you've got your plug socket. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are listening and can't see, I'm like pretending it's on a wall because that's where your plug sockets are found. Yes, I've got that. And you've got a wee holster above it. Mm-hmm. And that's where your extension cord comes. And it's like one of the big wheel ones, mm-hmm. but it's just like a big retractable system. So you can ah, pull okay, it out yeah, yeah. when you need it, and it can go right back into the wall when you don't need it. That's a pretty solid. So yeah, it's like nice. it's not getting in your way. You can put it away, and then take it out, put it down on the floor, sorted. Lock, have a wee system to make sure you lock it so it doesn't come out too much, come back too much. Less hassle, less space, sorted. Basically, the system they use for hoses, <laughs> but with electricity and less water. Right, love that. I've got an, uh, an additional one. Mm-hmm. So obviously you've got, they, they come in a block mm-hmm. of four or however many. I'm sure I've seen a six one. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound good. But right, so you're using the same wheel idea, but instead of having to pull all four out, yeah, they come out individually. Nice, nice. Go. I like it. So you can so you can have one. You have one bank of all the sockets in one car. Maybe if that's not good, you can have a couple around the room. Yeah, and so you can just pull one socket out for when you need it, and the same system. It, it retracts thinner wire, mm-hmm. and you can just pull one socket out, and it can sit right next to you. So we've not only improved the extension cord, we've improved sockets. <laughs> yeah, two for one. So, an extra bit to add on to that as well, if you've got carpets, you know how like when you're pulling down, uh, putting down all the cables when you're filming, you've got gaffer tape over them, Yeah. Mm. Velcro over the thing, so mm. you just unfurl that and then you can just stick it along your carpet so that there's no tripping hazards. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Safety as well, nailed it. What can't we fix? What... Do you have for us to talk about other than us fixing most inventions that have ever happened, most household objects? We basically nailed all of that. Ah, uh, we did. <laughs> it was great. So, the first thing I'd like to talk about is dreams. Mm-hmm. I dreamt a while ago. I wrote this down ages ago, and I can't remember when. Uh, is this probably the strangest dream that I've ever been able to remember? Because I don't remember a lot of them. I try to, and I try to write them down if I do wake up and it's there, but sometimes busy. Uh, but this one, I was walking about the streets in Edinburgh, and I met a young Al Murray. Yeah? And much to his disappointment, this is exactly word for word what I wrote, uh, I met a young Al Murray, and much to his disappointment, I stopped him in the street to break the news that his walker's flavour was shit. <laughs> 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 now, he didn't know that he'd partnered with Walkers and that oh. they'd released a flavour with him, the, the Al Murray Steak and Al Pie flavoured crisps. Um, so he was very confused and he's just like, oh, they're good then. And I was just like, no, they're shit. And he seemed very disappointed. So, like, what do you want to take from that? 
But see, usually you can kind of conjure up some kind of like this might be an anxiety because of this, or you might be thinking about that. But I've got I've got no idea where to start with that. I think that's just you know if the subconscious is trying to tell you something, I've got no idea what that could possibly be. <laughs> that is a weird one. Uh, yeah, like I don't know that you're you, maybe there's someone that you've idol. I'm not saying you idolize Al Murray, but that sort of celebrity. I don't like his comedy. Yeah, that celebrity sort of status. Maybe you've had someone that you do like that's disappointed you with something they've done. Doesn't need to be a celebrity, just someone in your life that you've felt disappointed in recently. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know that they disappointed me. Yeah, and you've they tran- didn't know that yeah. they'd done it. And you've transferred it to someone whose work you don't really care for and for a product you don't really care for. And that's your brain's way of of, of working this out. Did you, do you remember feeling lifted of some sort of tension? Yeah, well, I mean, like... <laughs> I, at, the, at the time I remember feeling very confused that he was confused that he'd released these crisps <laughs> and then after I told them they were shit I kind of felt good <laughs> <laughs> but I think that draws from the fact that I don't like Al Murray so <laughs> getting to tell him that his crisps that he didn't know about kind of and were these a real crisp? yeah these were real yeah, crisps real they've crisps. been going for years yeah, yeah. So can, I think I've vaguely because yeah. I think a bunch of comedians do didn't Jimmy Carr have a Jimmy Concarney flavour? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like a whole brand. There was a whole advertising push. So yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't really know. I don't know what sage advice I can give you. <laughs> now that's Crail, but... Mm, sage flavoured crisps, perhaps, for him. <laughs> but um, I would... It might not mean anything. Yeah, it's, that's the weird thing about greens. They don't... Sometimes don't mean none, mm. do they? I've got a dream I wrote down if you'd like to hear it as well. I'd love to hear it, yeah. Uh, So this is, I literally, I woke up and it was so vivid and it was so fucking, I was was shaken, shooken, shooked, shooked from it and I had to, so this is four in the morning or something like that and this is my, it's, I called it the wedding dream. Mm. So I'm just going to read word for word what I've uh, written down. So, at a wedding, never see the bride and groom. So vivid, it's terrifying. Everyone getting merry, me more than others, dancing, new post-COVID fun. Drinking and more planning next days and all that, like what we're going to do. Also, I'm Spider-Man, or at least I have his abilities. (laughs) (laughs) So I go and and lie in a car to pop stuff away and message my girlfriend. Next thing, I'm jumping over tables just like Spider-Man. And then there was a scene upstairs where a girl was really annoying me. Don't know anything that happened there. And then, oh, it took place over a few days. Definitely staying at lodges or something like that. <laughs> anyway, next thing, I'm so vividly pissed chatting to so many folks. Like, I, I woke up feeling a bit hungover. I felt that pissed during the dream. <laughs> Met a girl who was the new uh, King Corth Academy music teacher and recognised me from a picture on the wall at my old school. <laughs> apparently that school's not down now so who knows mm-hmm. uh, sat at the bar getting pints to chat to the music teacher when I saw people annoying me time went funny I could feel my face being drunk at this point I felt really drunk sitting on a chair like I was slouching into it so I went to my car to sleep girl who annoyed me uh, fucked me up on it somehow and the car moves and I have no control over it 
and it crashes into a wall really slowly. Uh, so Hank from ba Breaking Bad is the cop. <laughs> he was also at the wedding and we get on. So I tell him that there's probably an issue with the brakes or something like that. And he listens and has a wee look. We open up the car and he notices that I have a full pint by feet in the car. <laughs> and uh, he's a bit pissed off. So uh, breathalyzes me. Takes my license away. I'm crying and having a full-blown meltdown. Um, he massive, like, rip, he rips up my license. Um, and my spider senses were not on point at this point. <laughs> uh, my blood alcohol level was 0.93. Which is fucking, like, mm. I'm all alcohol, apparently. <laughs> um, and then I woke up and said, thank fuck that did happen, because that was horrible. <laughs> that was my dream, wow. so... Well, initially, I'm thinking mm -hmm. that, uh, well, when was this? A uh, month and a half ago. Okay, well, it blew my initial <laughs> idea out of the water, because, you know, there was a time when you were out, you were doing a lot of things, meeting a lot of new people, maybe drinking quite a bit, perhaps you were just worried about that, because um, you had all, all those different jobs you were doing and things like that, Yeah. all the creative shit you were doing, maybe meeting a lot of people, getting confused about it, I was thinking maybe it was just... It was just something like that, but it only happened a month and a half ago. You've not been out rampaging. No, so not I, as much as I'd like. What, yeah. what did you mean the girl that annoyed you fucked you up on that? Oh, she. I think she planted the pint. Okay. That was my idea that she... I think that's what I thought, but I was right. also really... Like, in the dream, you know when you're drunk and you can, you're like trying to smile, yeah. but you can feel your face mm. and it's just like it's all tingling? And you're like, I know my face. I'm face drunk. Like, that's where I was in a yeah. dream. It was so weird. Yeah, you you better hello. I'm talk drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you better rarely get face drunk. Like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. takes a lot for for us to. I think you will agree, Liam. Like, it takes a lot for Dougal to to drink in order for us to go. He's visibly drunk. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. I, I'm obviously I'm a dead giveaway. I'm probably shit face now. I yeah, I get face drunk <laughs> very quickly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Dougal's usually quite composed with it, so I don't know. I've seen Dougal composed in his face and walk into a table. Mm. Mm. In this very room. <laughs> <laughs> During one of the recordings. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I wish I could have something quite insightful to say, but I really don't know. Mm. Other than other maybe you're anxious about when we get out of lockdown and going out and mm -hmm. I'm quite anxious them. about that what about me being Spider-Man I like that I think that's just fun that's just, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's just, just your brain's going to be great to be Spider-Man <laughs> yes of course yeah, it, would. it would be apart from but, all the shit he has to deal with but you know with you know with great power comes great responsibility so maybe you're thinking you know if I'm if I'm trying to get these certain jobs and it's not happening or whatever there's an anxiety about that. Mm -hmm. mm. I think it does all stem, probably stem from an anxiety that I haven't quite. Realized. Well, thanks, guys. That was that was actually quite good. <laughs> uh, Jim, do you have a dream? No, none specific, to be honest. No, no, none. I do have quite mad vivid dreams, but nothing that I can really recall mm. at the moment. I'm afraid. If you want to hear more about Jim's dreams, I'll plug you. Mm. Listen to Quixotic Mavens. Is Jim's podcast with our good friend Danny, who's mentioned a couple of podcasts ago, recently got engaged. Yay, Danny! Congratulations! Congratulations! Uh, 
Danny and Bernadette. Congratulations. Yes. And Bernadette as well. Yeah. yeah. She was the one that got engaged to her from. No. He engaged her. He asked. He proposed to her. And they're now engaged. There you go. You, they can't be. They can't be engaged separately. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's an episode of Quiz Out of Maybe the first one. Yeah, the first yeah. one. The first one that's actually up on our podcast. Yes. Uh, where Jim speaks about his dreams and dream interpretation. Yeah, we uh, did a bit. Speak about. Yeah. yeah, which was about dragons and what dragons mean mm. in dreams, which I would love <laughs> to tell you about now. But why don't you pop over to Quixotic Maven, which is available on all podcasting platforms apart from Spotify because we haven't got into that yet, even though it's very simple. <laughs> but we have not got into that. Or maybe you have, and I've forgotten. But, um, yeah, so we'll cover that there. But yeah, I've got, I've got no uh, no recent dreams that I can recall. Maybe I, I, we will soon. Yeah, I have. We're planning on doing the episode. I do have dreams where it's, there's some sort of attack or apocalypse, and I'm having to deal with it in some way. But no, And if you, if you want to hear Jim dealing with an apocalypse... There's an earlier episode of Tuna Boot Season 4, Jim versus the Mopalypse, that you could listen to. Which was fucking brilliant. Mm. Repping all the episodes, all our new listeners, all one of you in Ireland, thank you for listening. <laughs> you've listened to it already, but you love us and I appreciate it. Or you've just played it in the background. Either way, thank you all. Next topic. So, we're heading 40 the next, so this will probably be the last big topic. The last we, can, we can dribble out another five minutes. So, this last topic that I've got for you is a weird one because I don't remember writing it. But when I was going through my notes earlier, I was just like, <laughs> the fuck does that mean? It is human colon corpse to water ratio. What other ratios do we have? Not quite worked out what the second bit is. Yeah, of what that was supposed to mean. But the corpse to water ratio, I finally figured it out after a good like five, ten minutes of thinking about it. And it's about this, the ocean, about the sea. Mm. What is the corpse to water ratio in the sea if humans are also 70% water? What, we, what I found interesting about it is, like, obviously, fish die mm. in the sea. And they have bones. Yeah. Do their bones disintegrate into salt water, or is the ocean floor <laughs> littered with carcasses? <laughs> I, for a second, I just imagined that. So you know, what I found interesting about it. fish. Fish are interesting. And then that was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Do they disintegrate? Does salt water disintegrate bone? I don't know. No, no, what shall we give it a Google? Will you give it a goog. Ger- oh, we'll goog it. Normally in films, generally it's. There's lots of bones at the bottom of the ocean. If, if it's like big whale bones and all that. So the trawler boats pick them up. Do they? I don't know. Maybe. Do they? Do fish bones dissolve <laughs> in the stomach? No, not quite. <laughs> but yeah, so, so that, that's the first bit, is the, the actual corpse-to-water ratio must be pretty high. Well, it's, it's leaning on water side. Because yeah. we're not sitting at the beach and there's corpses flowing in. It's the tide. Yeah. Okay, according to sciencefocus.com, it depends on the temperature of the water. In cold water, the bacterial action that causes a body to float with gas may be slowed that the body stays on the seabed. Put- putrefaction and scavenging creatures will dismember the corpse in a week or two and the bones will sink to the seabed. So there's bones in the bed of the sea. Right, so here we go from Quora. 
Com. Why aren't there large boneyards of fish bones at the bottom of the ocean? Yeah. The ocean is a remarkably efficient ecosystem. Thank you. Most this is from Garrett Murphy on Quora.com. Uh, most fish are devoured by the next level of the food chain, but some will die of old age, I'm sure, leaving a carcass, obviously. Whales and sharks die, leaving large skeletons. So what happens to the remains? This is where the detriv Sorry, detritivores and scavengers come in. <laughs> you know those yummy lobsters and crabs you eat? Yeah. One of the many uses of those cloves is to snap bones. The ocean floor is absolutely alive with creatures that live off of whatever comes to them. Worms, mollusks, urchins, starfish, snails, countless species that all dine on anything they find. One creature that comes to mind, the Nessarius snail, spelling may be way off on this one, doesn't matter, is a ferocious, <laughs> is a voracious scavenger. In my aquarium, I will frequently feed them frozen silver side fish, and the entire fish, bones and all, will be gone in a matter of minutes. Imagine what a swarm could do to a large skeleton. Right now, I'm now getting pulled in a different direction from that, but we'll just finish this off first. Can I, can I first interrupt you before you? Oh, have you still got more there? Yeah, no, I've got another guy. Another thing from Michael Oncheck. Quality assurance at Samuel Adams, 2013 to present on Quora, underneath that says, to add to Garrett Murphy's answer, any bits of bones, but any bits and bones that end up not getting eaten will naturally erode, dissolving and adding calcium to the water. Long term, not much organic material survives the chemistry of marine environments. Even shells dissolve, shells, even shells dissolve slowly over time. The reason this accumulation of calcium is continual, allowing shell dissolution to be continual as well, is due in large part to mollusks and crustaceans sequestering free-floating calcium when they molt and grow their shells. I couldn't possibly add anything to that. <laughs> so uh, the, the, the long and short seems to be that they either dissolve within mm-hmm. the water or get eaten by... Cool. Bones of sand. <laughs> but basically bones are sand bones are sand episode title so, <laughs> <laughs> so if you took a bunch of fresh corpse which I will and chucked them into water got that got that bloke from Crail <laughs> one day <laughs> if you got a bunch of fresh corpses chucked them into water you've got the corpse to water ratio but yeah. the corpses are also because they're fresh still 70% water you know the water would just absorbed into the the other water that's there and then these little it depends how deep the water is I suppose the bacteria will grow in any pond situation and eat it mm-hmm. the, the flesh will be gone pretty yeah. quickly and but then does, the bone will start to dissolve does the 70% of water in a corpse once it's been digested or whatever's happened to it then become a bigger percentage of water does that add to the percentage of water would, in the sea I, now um, I'm going to shock you here I'm no expert <laughs> I imagine you would have to dump in billions of corpses yeah. in order to make the, the the sea level rise. I don't think you have to worry. I think the amount of corpses getting dumped at sea is by no means enough to displace let's, the water so much that we have to worry. Let's look at it this way: seventy. There's about is it ten or a hundred thousand corpses in uh, Greyfriars Kirkyard. Mm-hmm. That's how it's a hill because mm-hmm. it's corpses and. It ain't a lake. Mm. Yeah. So, we'll be okay. 
But even within the casket, even within a closed casket, yeah. the flesh and the water, I don't know, dissolves, it's, evaporates. It's like rots a lot away. of meat. A lot of meat you buy from the supermarkets has yeah. a lot of water in it. Yeah. You couldn't squeeze it out and have a glass of water out. No. It's part of the makeup of the meat yeah. that'll, you know, it dissolves when you fry it, but it's part of the makeup. It's not literally. Sometimes a bunch they, of water. Sometimes it's, not, they, it's not like a reservoir yeah, in the middle but, of a sausage. But this is what I'm saying, though. So, so <laughs> in, in a grave, or if you're cooking all that, the liquid part, like part of uh, whatever you're cooking, or is in a grave, <laughs> that that evaporates. Yeah. And that becomes part of the air. Yeah. 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 If it's in the sea, is it going to evaporate? Eventually. I mean, I bits know, of the know. sea evaporate, and that becomes clouds. So, is that, is, is, that, is that enough information? I don't know. From, 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 <laughs> no from, fucking from I'm more confused. Fucking marine morticians over here <laughs> that we are. I do have one more thing that you touched on earlier, right? The fish bones, as opposed to other fish bones, like shark bones and all that. What is the difference? Because you can eat fish bones. There's normal salmon, like, like tins of sardines and stuff. What's the difference between the bones? Some, well, some are thicker. Some are bigger than others. Yeah. yeah. But I imagine they still either dissolve or get, as I say, bacteria or... I mean, I'm saying this as if I know. I don't know. I mean, I, human bones will just sit on the surface of a graveyard once it's kind of come up. Yeah, but the, what, what, the only way we're going to get this put to bed is if we kill a shark, bury it at sea, <laughs> uh, and, and keep track of all its remains, and then do the same with a human. Um, but honestly, right, here, here's what I can say with, with, with 99.99999% certainty is there's no need to worry about it. Is it fine, <laughs> is it fine to eat fish bones? Though? Again, depends on the size. Oh, there's, there's no crabs in me to dismember If you're going to try and take down a whale jaw, then no. But if you're having a bit of tuna or a bit of crab or whatever, and there's a, a slight bone in it, could if we, it gets caught in your throat, you're fucked. If not, it'll pass through. Could we grind up whale bones and get extra calcium for putting and shit? 100%. Yeah, let's do it. We'll do that for next week. Right, well, this has been a great episode. <laughs> uh, I've really enjoyed it. I don't know what's happened at the end there, <laughs> but uh, I think we've calmed Liam down, if nothing else. <laughs> oh, I've got a piece of trivia for you. Oh, go for it. Let's end on a high note. In 1997, MI5 whistleblower David Shaler claimed spies spent years spying on UB40 because they thought they were communists who wanted to overthrow the government. They tapped their phones and had people sitting outside their houses. And with that, thank you so much for listening. Remember, like and subscribe. We might do a Facebook. We might do a whole episode on what Liam just said there. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to cover it now. We probably but, won't. Uh, I want to thank Liam very much for bringing it because that was that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed all of that. That was fucking madness. It was great. Thank you very much, Liam. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Dougal, for your insights. Thank you, uh, Jim, for being my Nux man. Nux. Nux, Nux it, boys. Nux. Bushdy. Nux Bosch. Bosch. Bushdy Nux. Don't Bosch Nux. Uh, I thought you were advertising Bosch and Nux. Bosch, Bosch Nux! <laughs> One last time, I'll try and get out this time. Like us on Facebook. Boshnooks! <laughs> so I'll upload find, find us on Instagram. We're at RealTuna underscore boot. Yes. 
we've got posts, we've got playlists on our thing, we've got random posts that we'll do more of at some point, I'm sure. Uh, we have fun doing this. Keep us going. Listen. It's for us, not for you. But, you know, come We're along for the We're going to start a ride. Patreon soon so that you can give us money as well. Yeah, no, no extra content. In fact, the Patreon, you'll get shorter edits <laughs> versions. That'll be the Patreon, the joy of the Patreon, as you can finish off their five-minute bite-sized podcast, because that's the content we actually have. <laughs> Just a cut show. Yeah. Yeah, the good bits. Yeah, the good bits. We've knocked down two seasons into ten minutes. It was pretty good. <laughs> and all of that was us discussing you'll be back. So... <laughs> Uh, thank you very much for listening. I've been Dougal. I've been Liam. I'll always be Jim. Thanks a lot. Good night. Good love. Good olives. Bush nuts! <laughs> Bye. Chinaboot. Skish, skish, belush, motherfuckers. <laughs>